Yo, what up, what up? This is your boy TQ on the podcast with my main man, Hayes. We only touch greatness, baby. West Side. Brian Hayes and Big Mike We are West Only Touch Greatness Podcast. TQ fucking legend. Coming on right now. It's Hazy and T. I only touch greatness podcast. If you like what I'm doing, what me and Big Mike are doing with the prospects, you go ahead. Hit the like button. And hit the subscribe button too. Are taking over the podcast scene in Vancouver. Get down or lay down. I'm a dude with everything I do, but tonight we're gonna do it for the COQ. Thanks for taking the time to come on and talk and let me drill you with some questions. Come on, man. Let's get it. Let's okay. get it. Oh, shit. I should have put on my 49er hat. I'm just going to show up like this. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to throw out my Oakland gear, actually, because I knew. <laughs> I, I, sure. Yeah, I'm a Seahawks season ticket holder, so I, it's kind of, and they're two hours away, so it's kind of why I'm a Seahawks fan. I feel you. I feel you. All I good, grew- buddy. I grew up a 49ers fan, though, chasing Montana, watching all that stuff back in the day. So Did you? You got yeah. old and switched up, didn't you? Yeah, I switched up when, <laughs> uh, when uh, I started going to games and stuff. So Yeah. I I, when I first started going to Seahawks games, actually, I uh, only went to the 49ers games. I would watch them every, every year because I was right. in still. But then I started going more and more and more, and I switched over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. All good. How you holding up during COVID? Hey, man, just staying out the way. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I got uh, my parents are at that age, so I'm just being real careful for them yeah. more so than for myself. But, um, you know, as this thing is growing, it's getting closer to home. So I know a couple of people with it now. A couple of people in my family passed away um, from it already. So, oh. it's yeah, it's no joke, man. It's no joke. It just seems like... Um, 
I don't know. It just seems like as time goes by, it just seems to get worse and worse and worse. Whereas yeah. we're kind of waiting for it to get out, go ahead and do what it's going to do. Seem like it just want to stick around. So. Yeah, that's for sure. We're managing to do pretty good up here, but we notice in the States that there's not really any like uh, attempt at flattening the curve or just trying yeah. to, they're, they're, everything's open. We've shut down pretty much everything up here for a couple months just to get it to, just to get it better and everybody out of the way. Yeah, man, it's like down here, it's like, it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like I'm watching a, a comedy show, but it's literally our government and like our lives at stake. It's like everything down here is like a political contest. I've never, yeah. uh, I've never seen everything just become politics in the country at the same time. Um, but for whatever reason, you know, this is an election year for us. So this is the tactic that, that, that the candidates are taking and I think for Americans, we have to like, we have to err on the side of our common sense, right? You know, a lot of us that are at the age, we've lived through some things so far already. I think we have to take our survival instincts, um, listen to the doctors and kind of just take, take COVID into our own hands instead of kind of waiting for leadership. You know, at the end of the day, our mothers have been nursing us back to health from sickness from day one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think it's about every person taking that approach as opposed to um, trying to wait to be led. Because to be honest, and I know that, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to give anybody any, any excuse down here, but nobody really seems to know the truth about this virus anyway. What we do know is that a lot of people have it. It's very easily spread and a lot of people are dying from it. Yeah. So I think that's where we start fact that people are dying from it is a serious enough issue to to be priority number one for each and every person yeah that's definitely true that's for sure so uh also i got a little drinking game i know it's only one o'clock on the west coast but the uh every, every time that every time that i stutter i'm gonna have a drink so really <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> But, the, but by this evening's interviews could be a little dirty and greasy, but <laughs> all good, bro. Okay, 1998, the West West Side song came out. It became a top 40 hit in several countries. You mm. talk about that for a few minutes. Yeah, man. Um, well, the song it came at the at a time where I had been signed a couple of times by a couple of different companies. Um. But you know, I was young, I wasn't really an expert at anything and the powers that be who, who were kind of the gatekeepers from my career up to the time had, had one view or, or one idea for what kind of artist they wanted me to be. But like, that was never my idea. Yeah. So the reason, you know, I, I got into this to write songs about my neighborhood. That's what I wanted to do. And at the time when I actually got into the music industry, my manager had sold me on the fact that I could write for other artists. I didn't know that up until that time. I thought that every artist wrote their own song. <laughs> so once I found out that people could write, you know, I, I could literally get into a position where I could write for whoever. Um, I don't know, I started paying attention to writing a certain thing for the public and then writing another thing just kind of for myself. And 
fast forward, when I got the opportunity to be in a little bit more control of things creatively, um, the first thing I wanted to do was the original thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to write about the neighborhood. And that's kind of what Westside was. It was a song about where I was from. I wasn't expecting for people to get it <laughs> all over the place. I wasn't expecting, you know, I didn't go into it thinking that it wasn't just us with a West Side. Everybody's got a West Side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved it. And then it was right after everybody had just died. And, right. And, and I remember at the end of it, you gave a shout out and to everybody that had died. And yeah, yeah. That, that, that's easily my top three songs in my Man. life. So that's saying a lot. Thank you, brother. And it's only California Love and Crossroads by Bone Thugs. So how do you? Woo, sweet. Yeah, yeah. That'll work right there. That's some nope. nice company. Yeah, it is. Definitely. Born and raised in Compton, correct? Yes. And, well, no, not born. Not born. I, I came to Compton. I was a year old, actually. Okay. I, was, I was born in Alabama. And uh, we actually moved to Watts first and stayed there for two years and then went to Compton from there. Okay. You ever run into, I, so my 25th birthday, so it was like 10 years ago now, um, 12 years ago, I brought Shade Shiesten Noon to my birthday yeah. up here in Vancouver. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> you, you run into, you ever see those guys around? It's, it's been a while, man. Like we used to, we used to kind of hang out together a lot because we used to just kind of, our camps used to work with each other a lot. Me, um, me and Demiza used to do a lot of work together, but, um, it's been a while since, like, I moved to Vegas, so I'm only down oh. in LA just literally to do music, and then I'm back up here, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I, it's been a while since I've seen them. I see them every once in a while on, on social media pop up, though. We actually got, we actually have a lot of songs somewhere that me and him have done together, to be honest. Yeah, I have that slow, uh, farther down my list here. I got that coming up for sure. The, for uh, sure. What was it like being signed to Cash Money? Oh, man, it was um, more than anything, it was the opportunity to write a whole lot. Um, I always was, I, I've always been a studio rat. And, and one thing about being an artist, uh, when my stuff started taking off, it left me less time to be in the studio um, more than anything. And I guess with Cash Money, that was a gift and a curse because. I spent so much time in it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Didn't yeah. spend much time out of it, you know what I mean? Um, but it was really a chance for me to expand my catalog of songwriting. Um, that's really what the time was spent for. Like, you know, I always tell people, you know, it's always been the, the thing about cash money and their artists with finances and all this and that. Yeah, like, I never ran into that problem with them dudes. Um, most of my most of my experience with them was on the writer side, and I was already assigned to Sony as a writer at the time, so it did nothing but like boost my my catalog. It was cool, um, but my fans, who at the time was mostly on the West Coast and in Europe, those are two places where we never went. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For the most part, most of what Cash Money um, fan base at the time, we would do a lot of runs between the South, the Midwest run up to New York and that's it kind of had the triangle of where where they went so never really do any shows on the west coast wasn't able to travel to Europe my fans didn't really like that and that was pretty much that was the biggest um influencer in me actually leaving when I when I decided to yeah, leave. yeah. okay uh 
this is a question. You have multiple songs where they talk about the girlfriend dying, and is this a true story? I've always wondered this since I was a kid. Did your <laughs> girlfriend get shot and I was pregnant? One of them is a true story. It's not. It wasn't my girlfriend. Okay. It was my big homie and his girlfriend. That's what Bye Bye Baby was about. Oh, okay. Um, and where I kind of was there firsthand experiencing the whole thing. Yeah. It was just something that I always wanted to write about. Okay. Uh, yeah, the R&B group in the 90s called Coming of Age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Coming yeah. Home was the album. What was the reason for the group split? I'm doing my homework. um i think that it goes back to what i was talking about earlier like not having creative control man and like doing things that somebody else sees for you that you don't see for yourself um it's just never gonna have a happy ending at the end of the day and even if you go off and you make tons of money like if you can't sleep straight it's it's just not worth it. And I think for the group, um, we was just like, we was five guys from like Compton and Long Beach and we were portraying a certain thing that we weren't because we were like, you know, we were signed to older people who just had a vision for us that wasn't ours. And so even when, at the time when I got into it, um, it was a means to, to, write more for me so i wrote some songs for the group and those allowed me to start writing for bigger artists so uh you know you have to do things to get your foot in the door i don't regret it but at the time i I would if if i had it to do all over again um i would have found some kind of way that that we could be more in control of the music that we were making yeah. Okay. Okay. I kind of feel that way too about my podcast. My partner's not here today, but he's got a little thing where I'm not allowed to smoke weed on any interviews. <laughs> he says it's bad. For, he says it's bad for business and the brand. But if I'm smoking, like if I'm interview, like I interviewed Little Flip last week, and he's smoking, yeah. he's smoking big chongers, and well, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to smoke with it. I come off the interview, and I'm like getting yelled at by my partner, like. <laughs> It's brutal. Uh, uh, you got to keep, hey, it's, it's two sides to every story, man. That's something y'all going to have to go back and forth with. Yeah, yeah. That's you know what I'm saying? But it's like you got some good doing. podcasts where people just lighten up, and you got some good ones where they suited and booted. So, depends. Yeah. Well, what he's saying is we also interview a lot of sports people that are on teams that might not find that important. So Exactly. I understand both sides of it, but like you were saying about the creative control part, I kind of right. want, I want the creative control to be able to choose to do that. Right, for sure. I feel you. They Never Saw Me Coming is a classic album. That's one Thank of my you. favorites, obviously, with West Side being in my top three. Thank I, you. Bye Bye Baby, If I Rule the World, If I Want to Fuck Your Sister, that song. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The comeback. I love the comeback as well. We used to bump all your shit back in the day. It, like, it was no awesome. shit. Thank you, bro. Thank so, you. And you know, me and you did a song back in the day. I don't know if you remember that. I do. I yeah. do. I do. Yeah, that's awesome. And I appreciate long, that. Long ass time ago. Yeah. Well, that, and that, actually, that was like 2006. I, Shut up. Yeah. My, dog, my, my dog's barking over here. His name's Tupac. <laughs> I love it. West Side, homie. Yeah. French Bulldog with the big fat gold chain. Ah, sweet. Okay. The, um, 
Yeah, was that? Would you say that that they never saw me coming? Album was probably your favorite or best, or what would be your favorite albums? Um, you know, I listen to my stuff from a different set of ears uh, because you know I'm listening at I'm listening at growth, right? And I'm a songwriter, so it's just for me, it's all always about the wordplay and the lyrics. So it's not my favorite. I think that it has a, I don't even know if I even put it with everything else, to be honest, because I, I, I just, I, I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't really compare it to any of the other ones. When I start talking about my favorite ones, I always leave that one out subconsciously. You know what I'm saying? Um, like it was my first time being, it's like those, those things that I, that I wanted to talk about, I talked about on, they never saw me coming. Like, the producers and the other writers and stuff that I was that I was working with at the time, they were so, they was amazed at how fast I, w I was I worked on that album. But what they didn't understand is like those concepts I, I had in my head for so long, and I was trying to get out. I was trying to tell those stories for so long that it was easy. Once I was able to get on those type the type of beats that I needed, all that was just gonna come out easy. You know what I mean? So. I don't know, I put that one kind of on a pedestal or off to his side. And I just, I kind of look at the growth, man. Um, I will say that my favorite song that I wrote was on that album, That Was Better Days. And okay. it's, it's still my favorite. Okay, yeah, I remember that song. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah thanks. This, okay, then your second album. Uh, I was going to say the thing about Daily. And then the, you got a line in the song Daily where uh, you talk about like, I've been doing a new album and it's got me working daily. That, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I thought I'd be telling the same, I'd be telling girls that for years when I was doing music, when I, when I still did music, <laughs> I was telling girls that same line. And now yeah. that I'm doing, now that I'm doing the podcast, they're like, Hey, you want to hang out? I'm like, no, I can't. I got music. I'm doing the podcast and it's got me working <laughs> daily. <laughs> That's it, man. They don't understand. Yeah. They don't understand. Not at all. The, uh -huh. um, Second album was awesome, like I was saying. That was Thank one you. of my favorites. Daily was up there. Um, and, of course, you had this track with Lazy Bone. That, the, yeah, and I was wondering what the mix-up was with the One Day song, because I believe it, they changed the name over in Europe and stuff. I was like, had it featuring somebody else. It was really E-40. Yeah, it was like, it was, uh, that was a mess, man. They had, uh, at the time, the label was kind of fighting with each other because um, my record wasn't really, I wasn't really doing that well over here, but I was doing great in Europe and Asia. So I was spending most of my time over there. I was working with artists from over there, producing and writing with artists from over there and everything, but I was an American artist. So I guess from the top of, of the label, the American side was getting a lot of heat because I wasn't selling no units over here. So um, when I was recording the second album, uh, the U.S. company was basically trying to keep the Europe and Asian side from hearing it <laughs> until it was finished, I guess. And those are the people that was working for me. So I literally played some of it for one of my, one of the A&R people over there left it in an office or left it in a car or something. And they got the copy of it that wasn't done. And 40 had rapped on one song 
which was uh, one day, he didn't, he didn't like it. He didn't like his verse. He wanted to rap, rap on another song. So Mike had done another song. I don't remember if Mike played it for 40 or somebody played it for 40 and 40 was like, I'll do another, I'll do a verse on this song instead. And that was, um, can't think, even think of the name, the name of the song slips in my mind right now. But anyway, we got lazy on the original song that 40 did, but when I played it overseas for the a and person on the CD that I left over there, it still had 40's verse on it. So the international company was ready to put my second album out. The US side decided they was gonna shelf the second album because I went on tour with, <laughs> with Dre and Snoop. They didn't want me to do that. They shelved the second album the international company put out the CD that I left in the office. And that's how that happened. Before he found out about it, he ain't like it. It, it was a mess we had to, it was a mess. The, yeah. uh, why would the label not want you going on tour with Snoop and Dre? That sounds like a hell of a good tour. Idiots, I have yeah. no idea. I did it anyway, so yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, was that the Up in Smoke tour? Yeah, that was Up in Smoke. Okay, yeah. yeah. Did you come to Vancouver for that? Were you in the yes, Vancouver we, show? Yeah, yeah. Yes, we did. That was one of the best shows on the trip. Yeah, it was. I actually saw you guys in Seattle. I went down to see you in Seattle. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Because that was where Daz and Krupp could actually make it across the border back then. Right. <laughs> exactly. yeah. they, or they couldn't that was the it. only place they got over. They didn't get over to uh, – to, to, well, none of us got to Toronto. Um and they didn't get over it. somewhere else they was trying to go and they couldn't get in either. Yeah. yeah. The um okay, I remember the song with Sarah Connor, and I see you got the uh frame in the background. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the question was, were you living in Europe, which you've just answered a few minutes ago? Yeah. But that was in the United Kingdom. How long did you spend over there? Uh about three years. Okay. Yeah, then I guess I had a little flat for longer than that, but um, pretty—I guess about three years all together. Okay, and you enjoy it, it was, over there? Yeah, it was cool, man. I got—I mean, they really accepted my music. They really accepted my songwriting, um, my production. You know, I did more a lot more pop, dance type stuff over there, but. Um, it allowed me to just explore different kinds of music, but do my thing on top of different kinds of music. And yeah. it, I think it kind of left, it, I think it left its mark because you see a lot of, of mashing up of things over there now. Like a lot of even our artists, they go over there and they do songs with artists over there in, in that vein, you know what I'm saying? But it, it, it meshes well because they've been hearing the, the, the mixing of American and you know, UK or German or French artists for so long that it's just, just kind of a natural progression now. So I love it, man. I've always loved it. It's a damn shame they, they closed the borders to us because we like zombies in America. I guess you guys are going to close your borders to us next. Hey, uh, our borders have been closed for since this all started, since like March. Really? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Canada, it's kind of like we're living above a crack house. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. <laughs> no, we just sit back and watch and see what that's right. How Trump fucks you guys over. Oh man, it's ridiculous. It's, yeah, and it's, it's it's crazy when you you know I spend so much time in other countries, 
it's a trip how to watch y'all's news, how you guys' news reports about us as opposed to the way ours does. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. That's, that's for sure. And it's what the news wants to show you guys. Because be you're right. you're all you're all you guys can vote for it, Trump. So he doesn't he controls what's seen. Exactly. So that way he can manipulate the people to vote for him. You got it. One hundred. Yeah. Uh, we see it up here, though, but we see it happening to you guys. That's right. Like, like, like our, <laughs> Get the bird's eye view. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody that's anti-Trump, we see that happening up here. Right. The, the Paradise album, you had the song with Crazy Bone. Um, yeah. I love that song, too. Um, how was it working with Crazy Bone? Is it easy? Ah. I mean, it was pretty easy getting Busy Bone the other day for the interview. And, yeah. Um, is, is Crazy pretty awesome? Yeah, Crazy's cool, man. He's the he's the one out of bone that I've worked with the most. Um, just he's he's crazy talented, and his his uh, his wordplay and his flow, man. You know, it's, it's legendary. It's only one him. Oh yeah. Like any, any anybody that's that's anywhere remotely close to him got it from him. Period. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, as soon as you hear him come on, you know exactly who it is. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we got we got we got a couple of songs together. Um, anytime I, I I reach for him, he give me a verse and vice versa. So I'm a big Bone fan, man. I've always been a big Bone fan. From day hey, one. me me too. I put them as the number one group all time. Uh, yeah, NWA, but they yeah yeah I put them I, I put them second behind NWA. I put them yeah. behind. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely. I'm a big fan of Bone Thugs too, and I was yeah. always a big fan of anybody that was on death row and yeah. the whole west side i always hated the east coast just because yeah. i grew up i grew up on that whole bullshit right <laughs> i hear you the um okay the 2010 release kind of blue that's mm -hmm. your name you had a song with the bill yeah that's my good buddy too i got like 10 tracks with him really yeah Bro. Yeah, man, he goes in. Dude's talented, man. Talented. Yeah. Should be a way bigger artist. Yeah, and then yeah. I see also on Facebook. This isn't on my questions, but uh, my buddy, another guy I met through the hip hop awards and stuff. Uh, the guy in the wheelchair. Um, back out in LA. His last name's like Alberto or Albert. Oh, fuck. X. Yeah, yeah, X yeah. X. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my dude. Yeah, I ran into him in uh, Oakland or Portland one time, and we started chatting and got to know him over the years. And I've been a big fan of him and his artists as well. Right. We also got a track on that Fast Lane with G Malone. I love that song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I also am a big G Malone fan. I have a song. I have actually three songs with G Malone as well. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's a huge. Hell yeah, from the hood, he goes in. Yeah. And you know, he doesn't, I don't really hear much of him anymore, but I know he's secretly there doing a lot, probably. Yeah, he is, man. He got a lot of business going on. Yeah. Smart dude. Yeah. Smart dude. That's what happens when you make all that money when you're younger, you get the chance to invest it elsewhere. You got to save it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> when you make it, you got to save it. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was actually, uh, he was on my first single for the last album that I put out last year. Um, He's on a single called The Kingdom. Oh, that we did yeah, I remember that song too, yeah. I yeah. love that one. That, Thank you, bro. Uh, that was awesome. I still got that playing all the time. 
I also remember the one with Jagged Edge that you had on the Like Mike soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember. Uh, Jagged Edge was one of my favorite like R and B type groups back in the day. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the twins are my cousins. That was my those family family. Oh really? Yeah, our grandparents are uh siblings. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And then of course the more recently you've done the the Hotel California cover. Right. Which blew my mind. The video is great as well. I, Thank you. Thank you. And I even put that, I slipped that in. I have like a playlist of all the oldies rocks that I, rock songs that I play for my old friends and like my old white friends that don't, yeah. fucking, that don't, right. that don't, don't listen to hip hop. So I play this at a party and I always sneak in your Hotel California song. Do you? Just to throw it off and they don't, see, they don't seem to notice the difference, but I do. Ah, good so, idea. Nice. Yeah. And you know, uh, also today on Spotify, you didn't release two songs on Spotify today, did you? Because there's Absolutely a guy. Absolutely not. I just I just hit them and told them well, yesterday morning. Did, yeah, did I you, saw it. Yeah, no, yo, yo, every time it happens, my fans somebody hits me up and tells me like immediately. Like, well, I don't know if they have, if they tell me immediately, but I always get get the information from a fan. Yeah. And I literally, I, I got somebody at Spotify that I talked to about this office. Because literally, it's happened like six or seven times where yeah. somebody releases some song saying their name is TQ and they put it up on my site. Yeah. So I hit them and told them about it and actually screenshotted the tweet okay. from the fan and sent it to them like, yo, y'all, y'all, y'all killing me with this. Yeah, okay, because I, I took a screenshot too that I was going to send you after I brought it up because in case maybe it was your project, but... I didn't think sure as fuck aren't good enough to be on. Nah, man. On your name. And it's got your picture, though. Like, it has your picture at the bottom of the thing saying it's a TQ release. Yeah, they do it all the time, dude. They do oh. it all the time. I literally have a person at Spotify that I hit every time. And I <laughs> ask them, like, Are, is it anything that can be done about this? And it's like, no, well, the algorithm, just as soon as you catch it, let us know, and we'll have it down within a day. I'm like, yo, man. Yeah. Meanwhile, all your friends are get or all your followers are getting notified that you got a new song and it's not. Yeah, and everybody's like mad. They hit me up and they like, "Who is this? This is trash. Yeah. Shouldn't be here. What's wrong with them?" I'm like, "Yo, could y'all just could y'all hit them too? Tell them the same thing." Yeah, like, literally, I've been trying, man, but it's like, whoa. Yeah, so that happened this morning. I woke up. I'm like, "Holy shit! He's got new music on the same day. I'm gonna interview him." I quickly added it to my list. And I sat there oh, no. and I, I played it back about 20 minutes after I added to my list. I'm like, oh, that's got to be not him. Nah, man. So, not at all. Who in uh, music influenced you as an artist growing up? Um, I would say, uh, you know, up until, up until N.W.A. came out, it was a lot of old school R&B, a lot of Motown. So um, Marvin Gaye. Temptations, and like the stuff my parents used to listen to, Al Green, Teddy Pendergrass, that type of stuff. Um, when I was a, when I was getting a little older, going into adolescence, like I loved Prince. Yeah, I always just, I just loved the songwriting, like what he, could, the things that he could say in a song. Um, but then when, when, when Straight Outta Compton came out, man, that was it. It was a rap. I just, I just, I started listening just straight rap all the time. I wasn't really into the R and B that was happening at the time so much. Yeah. Um, 
I would go back and forth between NWA and back to the old school stuff. So I think I think that's kind of what my music has been for the most part. Okay. A mix between that. Okay, okay. Uh, who in the music industry helped you get your foot in the door? I would say first and foremost, Teresa Price, who was my manager for the majority of my, my career. Um, she was the first person that I kind of just bum rushed, like, yo, I sing, I write. Can I, and can you help me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, that was the only person I ever really had to do that for. Um, the one time that I actually stepped out on faith and did it um, was the time that actually turned into turned into something. So she was number one. And then once I actually um, had had some some years under my belt, um, going into going solo. It, it was a lady named Debbie Hammond from Clockwork Entertainment. Um, she just showed me a lot of how to own, how to own myself. So that, you know, in times like this, I should have been, I should have done a, enough work by now for, not gonna say for things to be easy, but for me to have a foundation to live now. Um, if you, her thing was songwriting is residual income that always comes around. So figure out what things uh, to, to involve your songwriting with, right? So if you write in, in movies or TV shows, well, those things get syndicated and they get played in more than one country um, or they come back. 10 years from now when they just been dormant for the last decade, all of a sudden something that has your song in it is now playing every day in Germany or playing every day in this country or that place. So it's not always about writing for the hot new artist or, you know, writing the verse for the little, for the rapper for a couple of thousand dollars. A lot of times it makes more sense to take a bigger job for less money because that job comes around again. So I think that that her showing me how important ownership is and then Teresa's work ethic, showing you how much work this actually takes to be successful at, those were the two most influential people business-wise for me. Uh, what music would I find in your uh, playlist? Or like, what do you listen to these days that other than say yourself, if you're not listening to yourself? <laughs> No, nah, I don't listen to myself so much. Every once in a while, I get into my TQ mode, but um, I am, you know, I'm I'm always, I'm always listening to old school, man. I, yeah. I jump around. I um with the with the new kids. I like Roddy Rich. I like uh the baby. Um, a couple of other ones I like, but you know, I I'm playing UGK. I'm still playing Ice Cube, Tupac. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm the same as I always been, man. Um, still, I still listen to Marvin Gaye, all the way from from L.A. to Vegas. Yeah, all the way, literally. So I haven't changed much as far as um as far as what I love, but I I, I dive into everything. You can you hear some anything in my playlist at a given time. Okay, yeah, I'm like I said, I'm all West Coast, and I'm yeah definitely. West Coast favorite, and it's all the 90s era. The latest is maybe, I'd say, game. I'm a big game fan who's yeah also still kind of relevant. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I feel him. Game, G Malone, and this guy, your boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for those, sure. Those are my three of, like, the new West Coasts within the last 15 years, West Coast. That's right. The, um, do you have a favorite song you were ever a part of? Favorite song I'm ever uh, yeah, I think so. It's a song called Ice Cold. It's me, the Birdman, Jazzy Faye, and Manny Fresh. Is that on the Big Timers album? Uh, no, it's on the Birdman's album, actually. Okay. But we got down on that bitch. We killed it. That was a good one. Do you have any personal highlights or lowlights? Highlight. Um, highlight was we had done a ooh no, I forgot. All right. There was a there was a festival in Germany back in the day called the Ringfest, uh Popcom. And they like shut down one of the cities over there, only the foot traffic. And I was on stage. And I went out in front of the stage on this long, like, runner, riser thing, and turned around and looked at the screen of myself. And it was showing the shot from the helicopter. Yeah. And, like, i never seen that many people before. I didn't know. I, I couldn't see how many people was looking at me at once because it was so many. And uh, I had I just happened to have my parents with me because I brought them on a trip for their for their anniversary, and like the look on their faces that it was priceless. It was go. priceless. My mom was like backstage tripping, like, "Oh my God, my son is a star!" <laughs> so like that that was the that was definitely the high point right there. Um, low point. I don't know. I never really thought about it. I, I, I can't say that that I look at any point as a low point, to be honest, because it's it's all, all a part of your journey, man. You know what I'm saying? And all sometimes, yeah. And when you look back on those times and you look how they refined you, you can't really look at them as low anymore. You know what I'm saying? So I think that all of mine, I've just tried to use them as stepping stools and, and as motivation. To be honest, That's for sure. Um, I guess you already answered that question. You don't you don't really listen to your old songs? Every once in a while, I go, I, I get in. Um, it's normally sparked by by a conversation that's either happening in my Facebook group or some fan may ask me a question about a song, right? And then I'll answer that question, and then I'll say, "Oh, let me go listen to that." And then I may get on it for a day and just go through a bunch of old music or whatever. Um, but no, I have a, a, like, like it's pretty easy for me to jump around, like, in my car for whatever, like, the system, it's got a big, huge library, like, a drive of its own in the car. <laughs> so I have it, like, it's, it's very easy to just, like, get to, to listen to anything. So the way I have everything filed, it's, it's easy to just get in TQ mode and just let it roll. So a lot of times I do it when I'm driving. That's what I did too. I, um, cause I, I retired from music when I started saving to buy a house and then yeah. 
because I guess that my host makes me more money than music is yeah. when you're in, <laughs> yeah. when you're independent. So, sure. and uh, basically, I put out in 2017. I put out like the greatest hits album. It had a hundred songs on one playlist, and it's yeah. put it out on Spotify. That's where our song yeah. is. Um, yeah. The and then I just leave it there. And if people want to go listen to it or I ever want to go back to it, it's all just there. Just go deal with it. It's back in the day stuff. I don't really right. fuck with it anymore kind of thing. Ah, like, I kind of right. moved. And then because of COVID, I moved into, let's, hey, let's do interviews. And I, I yeah. kind of learned to embrace something new. And just like I did with the music where I got features from all my favorite artists. Yeah. I also am now interviewing all my favorite artists. Nice. <laughs> That's why I came back to reach for you right away. For sure. I love it, man. Um, okay, is there uh, is there any song that you cringe at of yours that when you when you hear it come on, like you, oh, I just fucking hate that song. Daily. What? <laughs> Everybody say the same thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, man. I hate that song, man. I was like a. It was, uh, remember I said at the time, the label was having a fight with each other. They was in fighting. So it was kind of like the end of the record and we was just bullshitting around. So like I, I was, it wasn't even serious. Me and Demiz weren't even being serious about the song. So like we literally turned the album in and it was, it was the last song. It was like, okay, yeah, let's give them that song. And like, that was it. <laughs> and. They, they went crazy over this stupid song, man. They loved it. And I'm like, oh my God, are they serious? Ah, oh, they want this to be your first single. My first single, this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this shit. Sure enough, so they wanted to shoot this big crazy video and all of this comedy and all this. And I'm like, all right, man, whatever. Let's do it. And you just threw it in there as a filler. Threw it in there, man. I don't even perform it. I don't even, I haven't performed that song in years. Last time I performed it, in a live show, my kids actually sang the song. I didn't even, I just sat on the stage and they sang it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. just now nah, it's just. How many kids do you got? Two. Oh, okay. So you're building a little uh, band or a group or? Nah, we done. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I got a couple of quick response questions. I ask all my hip hop interviews, feel free to say pass if, these first couple might be a little iffy. All right. Um, Biggie or Tupac? Shut up, Tupac. Tupac, all day. He answered the question for you. Yeah, that was a stupid one. Even my dog knew that. <laughs> Sugar Puffy. And it, I, I just thrown out names as like, not Sugar, Sugar Puffy. Um, as a businessman. As a mogul. Puffy. Oh. Death Row or Bad Boy? Death Row. Nas or Jay-Z? Woo! That's a hard one. Uh, pass. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> rule 50 Cent. Right, you got a song with Ja. Yeah, I'm going to say Ja. Talking about a song, like a person that makes songs, Ja. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Aftermath or Murder, Inc.? Aftermath. Jordan, LeBron, or Kobe? Jordan, LeBron, or Kobe? Yeah. Kobe. Okay. Uh, who is the best rap group of all time? We already discussed. You said NWA and Bone. Yeah, NWA first, Bone second. 
Kate. Wu Tang third hot boys. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I got Wu Tang third. Westside Connection's got to be on there. And Outcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Say Bone second, Outcast third. Okay. You, you uh, watch a lot of football? Yeah, absolutely. You play fantasy football? You know what? I didn't last year. I actually um, – that was the first year that I didn't play in, in a long time. Um, I actually started a sports company with my friend out here in Vegas uh, called Franchise Sports Media. So we covered the Raiders and Golden Knights and UNLV, a couple other teams around the city. So that's been – that's taken so much of my time on the sports side. I didn't have no time to do fantasy football last year or this, or this coming up season. So what is that you're starting then about sports? Because – uh, you said the Golden Knights, and we've been interviewing like announcers from the Golden Knights, like Brad May. Really? Uh, yeah, we. Brad was actually supposed to be on last night, and he slept. He slept through the interview, but oh like, shit! He, so he, he missed it. But we've had uh, we got him coming back on uh, this evening, we believe. Ah, oh, that's um, cool. That's cool. Yeah, we have a we have a um, we have a sports media company out here in Las Vegas. It's called Franchise Sports Media. Um, it's franchisesportsmedia.com. We do a lot of post-game, pre-game, um, a lot of articles about sports in the city. We also cover the Lakers uh, also, and we cover UFC. So we're covering Fight Island this weekend. Um, it's a cool site, man. We've been doing it for um, almost a year now and getting some good coverage, getting some good viewership. Um, a lot of people are, are coming and checking it out. And then COVID happened, the sports stopped, so... We had to try to figure out a way to keep things afloat. Yeah. Just like everybody else. Yeah, that's for sure. Do you watch a lot of UFC? Yeah, I do. I'm 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 real um I'm ready for this fight tomorrow, man. I, it was supposed to happen a while back and I had no clue that it was gonna end up happening the way that it did. So I'm eager yeah, we, to see eager to see this one. This is gonna be a good one. To be honest, man, UFC's been killing it. The since they've been sport. back. Yeah, it's the only it's the only sport on right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and to take and it's like the- it's like with them you're not getting but you're not getting like a a, a watered down version or, or you know guys out of shape guys out of their normal routine like the fights that they've given since they've come back pretty much been good ones each yeah. event yeah. yeah did you uh catch the last one um there was a guy uh from canada the bulldozer Bezer. Yeah, I didn't see that one though. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So, so we had just interviewed him like the day before that. So he gave us like, really? a nice promo up to that, and he was trying to like, oh, I got a big fight coming up, and then he ended up killing it out there. And, Sweet. Yeah, you remember Mark Hunt? He used to be a yes. UFC fighter. We interviewed him too. Boy, does he have some stories about Dana White? He's fighting with Dana White. They got oh, really? lawsuits and lawyers and all that. Yeah, shit. it's a lot of that going on, man. They need their money. They want their money, bro. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you know any of the like Vegas hockey players? Not personally, man. I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not the hockey guy for our company, to be honest. Um, I only went to my first go to nights game this past season. Um, How was the so atmosphere? I, oh, it was it was something else, man. Um, yeah. It reminds me Vegas for the Golden Knights reminds me of a college football game. Okay, like it's it, it reminds me of a college football game in the South where it's or like a soccer game overseas it's over the top intense crowd never sits down they stay loud the whole game you know i'm from la you know certain times in a laker game or a dodger game he's like oh ho hum whatever 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? We're not paying attention. They've won so much in the past that it's just not, it's not the thing that's on the front of your mind until it's time for a championship. Whereas out here, they don't give a damn. Like every time the puck hits the ice, they are going nuts from the beginning to the end. So, and then it's Las Vegas. It's the entertainment capital of the world. They really know how to put on a show. So the pregame experience, the in-game experience is like, it's, it's, it's top notch. That's, a, that's an experience inside T-Mobile Arena. I think everybody that comes to Vegas, when they come to Vegas, book a night's game, whether you like hockey or not, it's a hell of an experience to see. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, it's on my bucket list to come down there and see the Canucks. Like, my whole house is Canucks, Vancouver. Oh, yeah. And for then sure. it would be awesome if somehow the Seahawks were in Vegas on the same weekend as the Canucks and I could kill oh, them. Oh, hell, yeah. Um, hell, yeah. Yeah, you can come on down here and take two losses back home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you, are you gonna, you're making the switch over to Vegas, obviously, with the team? Well, I mean, I'm a Raider fan anyway. You know, the yeah. Raiders was in L.A. Or they was in, or they started in Oakland, but when I was growing up, they was the L.A. Raiders. Yeah. So I, I'm, I've always been a Raider fan from the beginning. I, I just love the Raiders and the 49ers. So yeah. I'm, 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 I'm weird in that way. I know it's not many of those, but I'm one of them. So it was an easy move for me when they said they was coming here, man. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't wait. It's a damn shame COVID had to jam us up, but – I'm a season. I'm a season ticket holder, oh, and I'm official. Yeah, and I'm official media, so I'm in that joint. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Then fuck. The, yeah. uh, so, how long you been in Vegas? Then were you there when that mass shooting happened? Oh yeah, I've been. I've had a place here, man. Way since back in the day. It's one of the first things I did when my album came out. Okay. I came. I got a place here in '99 when it was just a desert. <laughs> you yeah. Know and well, it's grown up now. It's a real city now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, would you say Tom Brady's the best quarterback ever? I mean, I'm a Seahawks fan, you can see that, and I fucking hate Tom Brady, but I hate him too, bro. It's it's I think, it's hard. I think, yeah, I think we gotta give him that at this point. It's hard for me not to say Joe Montana, but I know. Yeah, I think we gotta give him that at this point. Yeah, I know. That's how I feel too. It's six rings, yeah. hard to Yeah, come on, bro. You can't yeah. He's a man. <laughs> you think he's got a shot in winning another one down in Tampa? Yeah, and especially if they end up signing AB. Yeah, AB. They sign AB, and he have to sit out for six games, and comes in for the end of the season. Yeah, expect them. Yeah, AB's coming to Seattle, man. Oh, you think? (laughs) I don't think so. I I think he's going to Tampa Bay. I actually don't want him in Seattle. Really? He's a cancer in the dressing room. They got DK Metcalf, anyways. That's all we need. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, DK is awesome. If you could play any pro sport, what would it be? Um, yeah, it would be football. Yeah, it would be football. Yeah, I would love to be uh, DB for the Raiders. <laughs> uh, I say second would be I would play soccer, man. I love awesome. I love European football. I've been a fan overseas since the late nineties. So, that, did you watch a lot of games when you were living over there? Yeah, couldn't watch shit else back in them days. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? I wanted to see some sports. Had to turn on the had to turn on the soccer. So um I just I got into it. I'm still into it now. I don't miss a game for Manchester United. Oh, okay. So you're a Man- Manchester United fan? Yes, sir. 
Wait, okay, my next question, right on cue, was uh, what would be your favorite franchise sports team, any sport? Any sport, Lakers. Lakers, okay. Got to be Lakers, yeah. The Lakers, I didn't have some happy times behind the Lakers. <laughs> they won me money. They just made my day, made my summer. Oh, yeah. I got the Lakers till I die. Basketball ain't my favorite sport, but Lakers are definitely my favorite team. Okay. Do you have a, this isn't really related to us, but do you have a favorite TV show or movie? Favorite TV show, Game of Thrones. Yeah, nice one. Uh, favorite movie? <sighs> it's kind of hard. I'm going to still say The Godfather. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, what would be your favorite song of all time? Like, your number one on your list purple rain purple rain nice one yeah yeah uh do you drink absolutely absolutely okay what's your go-to drink then uh vodka soda with a lot of lime that's what i'm drinking right now there you go <laughs> that's it that's it yeah definitely well i'm pretty much out of questions is there anything you want to promote before i Wrap this up. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. My websites um, for music, therealtq.com slash music. You can pretty much jam to my whole discography right there. Um, I check him out. What's up, Pot? What, what up, up doggy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry sports, yeah, for the sports fans, uh, go to the uh, franchise sports media.com, franchise sports media.com. Um, check out a bunch of content about the Raiders, about the Golden Knights, about the Lakers, UNLV, football and basketball. Um, I'm working on a new album that should be dropping a um, couple of months. I'm a couple of months away right now, but the previous album is out right now at my website. It's on um, iTunes. It's on Tidal. It's on Shazam. It's on Spotify. It's called Revolution. And uh, I just want to thank all of the fans that's been down with me for a while the ones in canada the ones in the pacific northwest i get a lot of love from up there so thank yeah. y'all so much there there is a lot of us up here i mean even back in the day the moment i got that feature from you they yeah. people were people were tripping like oh my god i love tq and uh, yeah yeah they, yeah that's um, my spot man i had a lot of love up there man i love, I love that area 